That looks good. Max Ordnate Nation, what is up on this fine Wednesday? Jeff, it's good to see you again. What's see up? You soon, my buddy. I feel like I just saw That's you. only been a day. I just saw you yesterday. It's like we're spending too much time I together. I know, I know. So today, we're going to try a new format. We go through some YouTube data. We look at some shit. We're not going to talk too much about it. We're just going to... We're going to try and shorten the episodes and knock out multiple episodes per week instead of just one long ass one where everybody dips out of the show after like 40 minutes, especially your golf. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a good idea, right? Like we're still, this is a living, breathing, uh, whatever you call it, being thing entity. So we're figuring it out as we go, but yeah, I think you're right. Like we divvy them up. 45 minutes, half hour at a time, we get more solid content and we get more uploads each week. The people yeah. love it. Yeah. All, the people. Of all of that stuff. I just like talking to the camera. That's what I'm here for. And perfect. I'm excited for this episode. So let's get to the show. But it's provocative. No, it's not. It's Gets gross. the people it's going. Well, Hector, here's the game plan. You're going to bring us two absolute martinis. You know how I like them, straight up. And then precisely seven and one half minutes after that, you're going to bring us two more. Then two more after that every five minutes until one of us passes the fuck out. You got a bad attitude and you don't listen. There will be blood. It is not the violence that sets men apart. All right, it is the distance that he is prepared to go. Ever notice how you come across somebody once in a while that you shouldn't have fucked with? That's me. How the fuck else would you do this job? Cocaine and hookers, my friend. Welcome to the Max Ordnate Podcast. Have you noticed? Okay, have you noticed I'm standing right now? I'm I not mean, sitting. I couldn't tell. Gonna, but you couldn't tell that I was. That? You couldn't tell that I was standing this whole time. No, I couldn't. I mean, it just looks like I have really good posture, and I'm standing up straight. So I'm just. Well, I'm continually adjusting because this is a new position for me. So perfect. So all right. We're going to talk about first, I have a few things for us. I think it's going to be really awesome. we got some videos to watch, some pictures to look at, some things to critique. I'm still trying to name our specific uh, time of the show. Like, you know, what what should we call it? Like, is it the things not to do? Or, you know, there's a sports podcast I listen to where they have a certain segment. It's like dumbass media person of the week. And I was like, dumbass instructor of the week but then we're not really calling people out so maybe it's like dumbass instruction where we yes. talk about something that's happening and we're like don't do this i don't know i'm still i'm still working on it. like you said it's a this is a living breathing show it's it's taking on it's tough because we need to point out the things we see but we also aren't trying to stir up the pot too much so sometimes we can't avoid it you know sometimes if we see something we call it out and 
sometimes people are going to get butt hurt, but we mean no, uh, we have no ill intentions. We just want to fix what's out there. Well, I mean, it's either working or we're being blocked because I'm seeing less shitty videos either way. I yeah. Mean. Uh, so contract time. We hit on it a little bit yesterday. Quite a few people reached out, said, that's so awesome. I agree. It is so awesome um, that we won a contract for California for aerial platform operations. And so what I wrote on here, Jeff, is what do you think of when you hear, and I I have to call myself out here. I misspelled here. I wrote H-E-R-E instead of H-E-A-R. Saw that. Uh, <laughs> it was early. Okay. It was two o'clock this morning. Uh, what do you, what do you think of when you hear aerial platform and have you ever yeah, shot I mean, for aerial me, platform? Yeah. So I have, uh, in a hunting, uh, I guess in a hunting context, I have, uh, shot a mountain lion from a helicopter, shot some hogs, um, for what, what I think of when we talk about, you know, an aerial sniper, aerial operations, I think about it in a law enforcement capacity. So for me, it's not necessarily this you know, fucking slinging a 50 from, from a strap on the window. For me, it's more of a, you know, a light carbine or something that's, um, you know, just kind of more of an overwatch type thing. But so I don't know. So it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, obviously it's not a secret. I am spending some time overseas teaching the U S military on urban sniper. And I, yeah, I've taught two classes now. And now I'm moving on to my third. And one of the things that I've determined that is a necessity is when we have our aerial platform week is we've been shooting 7.62 gas guns. And that's fine, right? But when you think about using an aerial platform to take down, you know, light skin or vehicles or something like that, where you're trying to disable a vehicle, how much faith do you have in that 7.62, you know, copper lead filled projectile right not uh, much so one of the things that's missing is the 50 cal in employment so uh for this course we will be employing a 50 cal from a helicopter with the intent of more practical application towards vehicle takedown right um but on the other side of what you bring up is you, you talk about having you know a lightweight semi-auto gas gun slung up in the window and i got some videos to show you because there's a difference a huge difference from what i'm seeing to what we're teaching and it's interesting because you look at some of this aerial platform stuff that is out there and the people are talking about we teach the math and the technique behind it or the precision i think they call it precision and you're like Where's the precision? I think you forgot the precision part of this equation somewhere in here. Um, so the videos are going to show you two different types of uh, methods. And if you were a cop and, and you watch these videos and, and you think that you can be precise from um, anywhere remotely close to being precise on these platforms, I mean, you're wrong. I mean, aerial platform shooting is extremely difficult all by itself you have all things moving you're floating in the air everything is shaking like you're struggling to stay on the target let alone be precise and then the shittier that your sling or your position is 
the harder it's going to be for you, right? So a lot of care needs to be taken into setting up the rig that you're going to shoot from. So I'm going to throw this uh, video up for you. Let me see if I can remember how to do this. It's been so long, Jeff. It's been so long. Yeah, I haven't shot from a helicopter in probably 15 years, but I'll tell you, as people think about, you know, shooting from, from helicopters and stuff, and you can, you know, get a good position and brace yourself up against a door or something, but then you forget that your brace is moving. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of communication has to happen with the pilots, you know, tail left, tail right. I need you to, yes. you know, slow your approach or, you know, there's communication that needs to happen. So here is the first video, Jeff. You got it up on your screen? I do. All right. It says aerial platform operations. We teach you the math and science, right? I'm not really concerned about the math and science part of this because they're not showing any of that, right? There are, there is math behind it. Um, obviously, like depending on the situation, you're going to have more or less time to apply some of that, but just watch the actual position of these guys here. So are we playing? Let me see. Play. Jeff? No, no, I got nothing. Just give it a sec. Feels like it's buffering. No, here we go. No, still it's nothing. It's downloaded to the computer. It can't be buffering. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't see nothing. How does this always happen? Okay. I'm just going to go. manually fast. Don't touch forward. anything. It's playing. It's oh. not playing. It's me. It's me. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> the helicopter's moving. Do, 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 do. Dun, 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 uh -huh. Okay, here you come. It comes around. Now, can you see the shooter? I can. All right, so. I can see a strap holding him in. All right, so you got the strap holding him in. He's also supporting himself on that strap. So now let me, let me yeah. fold a little bit here. Uh, here we go. Moving, moving, moving. And how do I move this box? There we go. So. You got the vehicle down below. Yeah. Right. And it's just wham, 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 wham. And that's the run right there. Right. So right. how does that how does that setup look to you in terms so of I, here's here's what I would say is, is I would hope that whoever's aerial platform we teach math and science classes is. I would hope that that's just a promotional video that shows some cool shooting because that that position that that helicopter pilotness everything about that there's I can't think of any real world experience other than maybe some military operations where you're trying to just come in take a shot and get the hell out of there real fast but with zero precision and and zero care I mean that was going to be launch a rocket like that is watching that video do you think if you were that shooter that you have been given the skills and the training necessary to perform the difference between a vehicle stoppage a vehicle takedown or a escalation of force where you are you know trying to actually take out the person i mean the yeah, way I mean, that this guy is shooting you're like and I don't know if I trust that he can just hit an engine block or if he can actually take down a suspect. Um, you know, what if there's other people in the car? I mean, there's so many things to think about that it just I'm not getting a warm and fuzzy from that video.
Yeah, and and I think if if you if he's if the goal is to take out the car, then you just set yourself up for a lot of potential to to end the life of the human being in that car. If your goal is to take out the human being, that's a pretty hard shot and that's a pretty unstable platform and that's really setting you up for failure to actually take that shot. So I just don't see any value in that position, that flight path, uh, any of that. All right. So I got a second video for you here. Let's go back to the share screen. All right. And this will give you a little it was bit. a cool video though. If it's a promo video, I say, cool, send it. Looks cool. So here's this one, right? I don't know if this one will play. There we go. Oh, there we go. Look at how much movement is in that beat, dude. The sling's not tight. So that sling, what are we I feel doing? like that sling's just... I think that thing's just stopping. So you know what that reminds me of? You know what both of those remind me of, like legitimately a lot. I watch a lot of um, guys that shoot hogs from a helicopter. Yes. And you have unlimited rounds, and you uh, you have really skilled pilots. Yeah, and it doesn't matter because you'll send. You know, and I've done it. I mean, I I I probably dropped ninety rounds on one hog before we took him down. Um, you know, it was just a that motherfucker was moving. But um, if you don't care about what you're shooting and you just want to send rounds at it and you know you send 30 you hit it with two and if you're okay with that then yeah maybe that works yeah i mean it's just it's not a good setup just, the way they're flying and the way they're shooting really reminds me of of hog hunting which yeah. if that's what you're teaching cool because you know there's there's guys that make their living doing that and they're really good at it but this doesn't have any value when it comes to hunting humans or vehicles i don't think in my opinion yeah i just there's there's a a certain level that you should be held to as as far as a standard for this type of employment and it shouldn't just be a you know weapon off safe free for all like there are other factors to consider while you are engaging a vehicle from a helicopter such as people around you right is the is the thought process lost in some of these agencies that train departments of uh, the concept that you're responsible for every projectile that leaves that rifle. And I feel like that video doesn't really portray that you are accepting responsibility for any of that shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, there, there's a common, um, there's a common gap between training and, and uh, SOPs a lot of time where, you know, I, we used to send a lot of cops to some high speed training, really cool stuff, gives them a lot of skills, just, you know, pulling a trigger and some critical thinking, but not relevant, not relevant to, uh, the job duty that we were doing. Um, so the problem is, is there's not appropriate, there's typically not appropriate training available. Right. Um, you know, I, I can't think of too many aerial platform instructor classes that really would um, hit on critical points needed for for law enforcement because they're not to be fair they're most of the guys teaching that aren't they don't have that background yeah i i think there's also maybe a little of uh inbreeding where you know a department has employed snipers out of a helicopter and then that department mm -hmm. now 
you know, has people who've done it before. And those people go out and say, I've done this before. I can, I can show you, or I can teach you. And they've just gone off of their experience, but their growth is not happening. So you just constantly get this snowball effect of things. So here's a video I'm going to share of the law enforcement side that we did. And you can see an immediate difference in the rigs. Here we go. This one looks like one of yours. What's that? This one looks like one of yours. It is. Yeah, yeah. So here, I'll play it again. I think I was watching it before. Oh, see, I see. I recognize. Good training. All right, so you can see immediately the difference, right? Now, I know people might be watching this and say, well, it's two different kinds of helicopters. Yes, that's correct. One of those helicopters is a Huey. It's got a larger mm -hmm. capacity for people, but that doesn't mean that you can't take the bird that you are assigned to fly in and still rig up something that provides you some type of stability to increase your chance of hit percentage you know what i'm saying like yeah, i mean it's no different that's like you know, i've set out I, i've set up in the back of a honda civic before with the sling shooting out the back window i mean there's I, I don't care how small your door or window is you can get in that same position with with whatever platform you're uh you're given it comes down to how creative you want to be and how much effort you're going to put into it and yeah. the more effort you put into your rig the better off you're going to be as the shooter. So this is one thing we're definitely planning on bringing to this contract that we just won is a new way of thinking, better rigging systems, better ideas. And you know what? It's nothing fancy. Like we're not going to go out and buy these crazy kits that are, you know, somebody put together and said, hey, use this out of your aero platform. It's literally some duct tape, a rear bag and some ratchet straps and yeah. different ways of rigging them up you know you might even find a bungee cord in there where you have a ratchet strap you have a bungee cord and you have different manners of setting these things up again it all comes down to like the bird and what capabilities you have to rig inside that thing so i just thought it'd be interesting to show some comparison videos of what's out there and how we plan on setting the bar pretty high with our first aerial contract no i'm excited for it i can't wait to start putting the work in and and once it actually happens to start passing on some, just some different, different ways of thinking and some newer methods to just, it really gets these guys out of this echo chamber when they're sitting around and talking to each other about how to do things. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's a lot of inbreeding and, and if, you know, again, you don't know what you don't know and you see really cool, uh, promotional videos like, why do you look like a skull? Oh, there we go. Um, I don't they, you, know, you see these you see these cool promo videos from these these training companies and you know i mean sometimes that's all it takes and we talked about before you know vetting your instructor i mean you know if you're if you're flying around in a helicopter making cool videos somebody will give you money you know like going back to the vet your instructor thing it's like we can say that till we're blue in the face man but th when it comes down to it, it it's kind of like you know, marketing will get all of us eventually some way, somehow, mm -hmm. like you're really big into golf, Jeff. So if they could market or put a video in front of your face that would trigger you in some way where you saw this putter and you're like, oh my fucking God, I need this putter. Like this will change everything. And 
then they got you right on my side. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting, you know, I love shooting. I love precision rifleman marksmanship. Uh, but I'm also really big into climbing right now. I've really latched onto it. And you know what? If somebody threw a video in my face of a pair of shoes that was gripping the tiniest little crack on the biggest fucking mountain out there. I'd be like, Oh shit. I need those shoes, right? Like marketing can get you, they could be the shittiest shoes ever, right? When you're in the industry, it's a lot easier to pick out things that don't belong. And when you're an outsider, it's a lot easier to just get sucked into, wow, these guys are shooting from a helicopter and they're doing it with cops. They must know what they're doing, you know? So, you know, and the biggest mistake we make is every one of us thinks, oh, well, I'm too smart for that. So, we let our guard down because we don't, we're like, we just assume that we're not going to fall for this shit. So inevitably we fall for it. I can't tell you the amount of, you know, years of whether it's golf equipment or this freaking gun accessory or whatever it is. I got I mean, I, I could turn, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got eight putters sitting on my wall right now, which at one point I used, um, you know, we all fall for it. We do. We do. So the last thing or a few things that we have left to kind of put together for this aerial package is um, it needs a little bit of a refined schedule um, just to kind of line out each day specifically. Um, So working on that. But just like all of our precision rifle courses, we have a no shit paperback printed student book and every student gets one of these books. But we also have one for aerial and uh you know it's just obviously you don't give it out very often so this will be uh, a good opportunity to get those printed and have the students walk away with something that they can keep in their hand and it's published and um you know so getting those made uh outside of that i mean we're pretty much ready to go we could run this course anytime um so i'm excited man I, it just I can't stop yeah, thinking too. about it, and uh, June can't come fast enough. I'll say that. So, so are you are you back here before that? Um, so do you come back before June, or is that your next time you're back? Uh, well, I will come back before June, but it'll only be a few days before June. I'll be back uh, right before Memorial Day weekend. So Are you shooting a match? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed. I mean, maybe if there's a match shooting, I might want to go. You never know. Uh, Steel Safari is the first weekend of June. I would love to go to that. Um, make sure my rifles are ready. Make sure my ammo is good to go. Mm-hmm. That match is 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 a whole different breed, man. And I couldn't possibly go if I felt like I wasn't ready, just because yeah. of the high standards I have. But. So yesterday we talked about a tripod that I wanted to show you and it's called oh, yeah. Tricer 33 ounce AD, right? That's the name of the, of the tripod and the company. The company is Tricer USA. The The model of the tripod is the AD. I don't know what AD is. Like AD is a poor choice of names for a shooting <laughs> uh, accessory. Mean, it'd be worse. You could call it ND, right? I mean, yeah. AD accidental discharge, negligent discharge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, maybe he needs a little help. You should call him up. You should be like, bro, we need I'm a gonna, I'll give him a call. name of this tripod. It just doesn't, it doesn't work well. So a few things about the tripod. It weighs 33 ounces. So you okay, got that light. going for you. It's a pretty light tripod. Mm-hmm. So my question is this. First, not to knock these guys or anything like that. It is a tripod that is marketed towards hunters and backpacking in the wildlands and you know getting after some animals. Do they put 33 ounces because 50% of the people won't know how how much that is? Or is it sound better than call it two pounds? I mean, (laughs) weighs two pounds, you know, like. If you say 33 ounces, people are like, oh, shit, it's ounces, bro. It's ounces. I need that. It's so light. Yeah. So uh, I, is that another marketing? Yeah, I mean, I have to feel like it would be. And if you're if you're marketing to, I mean, I don't know, right? So there's nothing wrong with a, a, a super ultra light uh, tripod setup. But, you know, I feel like at that level, you're marketing to these guys that are that are humping back a few days or just, you know, whether it's whether it's sheep or whether it's elk and, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, I feel like most of those guys, at least in my experience when I was doing it, I wasn't bringing a tripod. I mean, I'm going to save the two pounds and put on some, you know, a, a longer Harris on the front of my rifle or just some, some shooting sticks, which is what most of the dudes would use. I mean, it's not like you're just sitting up there on a hill for, I mean, I don't know, you know, there's guys that'll pack up there and you've got like 20 minutes to glass this sheep and, you can set up, but again, I don't, I don't really know the market for a, a 32 ounce tripod. I mean, but it depends on how stable it is. I mean, if it's stable time, shit, times are solid. changing, right? Times are changing. People yeah. are getting more into the tripod thing. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff, if, if it was the difference between filling the freezer and not, would you take a tripod? You might, 100%. right? So, uh, so yeah, and and I'm kind of being hypocritical because when I, when I hike in and I do, um, there's a handful of stands that I do that'll like be on uh, up against riverbeds and I'll set up. And, um, if it's less than, you know, about a four or 500 yard walk, I'll bring my tripod. Yeah. Cause I, it, it allows me the ability to pan versus sticks while I'll sometimes limit. So I don't know, maybe there's a market for them. Well, again, it's, it's a pretty you know, cool how- tripod. It's got inverted folded legs. So when it folds and you'll, you'll see it in the video. Uh, they're also reverse pull, Jeff. So instead of like releasing the bottom leg and pulling it out, all the adjustments are at the top of the tripod and you adjust from there. So it is a it is a slick little system. I don't know if I'd want to use it for competition, but here it is. Can you see the guy? Tripod yep. redefines what a hunting tripod should be. So it's a little bit of a lengthy video. It's about a minute and a half and we can talk while he's talking. Yeah. But All right. I want to debut the Tricer AD hunting tripod, the ultimate tripod for hunters. I still hate the name. I'm just so ecstatic to share this with you guys. So first off, 180 degree legs, so you can put them all over the packing. So that's the inverted legs I was talking about, 180 degrees. Okay. So it packs up. You're going to do it right away. This off on the top. This is an inverted leg tripod, not like your standard donkey tripod. The bottom okay. leg, status legs. So this tripod, the Can you see where the adjustments are on the top? Middle leg is one inch. Yeah, they're all up at the very top, which is that's that's an interesting take. So there's a few tripods out there like this, like really right stuff makes one where it's a lot 
easier and faster to make the leg adjustments because you don't have to bend down to get to the adjustments. Cor correct. You're, it also creates the weakest, it's the weakest point at where you would want it to be the strongest. But, I mean, as far as, you know, you know how it's flexing and moving, but I don't know. I mean, I, I he, don't, I, he I've seen it, I don't. That. He says it throws all your flexes, you know, away from the ground. With the old style, you had the smallest legs on the ground. With the new style, you have bigger legs up. Yeah, I mean. It, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not wrong. It adjusts pretty tall, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I don't like to use the center pose because you're kind of taking away all the benefits on a tripod. Yeah, like if it didn't have the center post, that would be kind of cool. Baddest legs at the bottom. Look how tall this thing is. I'm six foot flat. He's six foot flat. It's a pretty tall tripod. Again, I wouldn't use it that high, right? I would maybe at maximum use it a fist above on the center post to shoot from. So it's not yeah. tall. I mean, for me, it's tall because I'm not six feet flat. Uh, but for glassing, I mean, it's got some good extension on it if you're standing. But so that's the tripod. That is the 33-ounce Tricer AD. And uh, obviously, they're promoting it to shoot from. They're promoting it as a glassing tripod. But overall, it's for hunting. And yeah, and I can't I can't say much about it unless I buy one and try it. So I might I may do that and put it out in the field and see how it is. I didn't even think about that. Let me see here. You think we can? What do you think the price of that guy is? Um, three twenty nine. Let's see. I got to be able to spell first. Tricer USA, thirty three ounce AD tripod. Okay. And then we would want to see if it's got all the proprietary parts that we talked about before, which is you can't put different heads on it. You can't, that would be what I would want to see. Okay. The first thing that pops up is on kickstarter.com. So it doesn't a, exist yet? It's a camera tripod, backer tribal tripod. This can't be the right one. They're trying to, the, the MSRP of whatever this link is, is $1,300. Mm -hmm. Wow. There's no way. Okay, hold on. I found their website. Let me go to their website here. What did you say the price was? I said $329. Was I way off by $1,000? No, it's $350, bucks, dude. $349 to be exact. Pretty fucking close. Pretty slick, dude. So I think we are. We're just going to have to buy one and... Yeah, I'll, I'll send me the link. I'll pick one up and we'll, we'll give it a try. I mean, you know, I... It, it, we caught, you know that the point of diminishing returns, right? Like it can only be so light to the point where it no longer works as well as it should. So, um, whoa, Hey there. Hey, whoa. Um, I don't yeah, know what happened. At, at, at what point is the tripod too light? You know what I mean? Like at some point when your rifle just drastically, uh, overrides the weight of the tripod and it's no longer stable or servant's purpose. I don't know. Well, I'll try it. I think it's going to be pretty legit, dude. I mean, I'm talking about the experiment, not really the, uh, not really the tripod itself. I don't know. Okay, good. I don't know like if you got a lot of faith in that. It's going to be awesome, but I feel like the experiment will be fun. So yeah, for sure. Uh, 
you know, what will be fun is not carrying more than 33 ounces up the mountain. I'm just saying. You know, well, here's what's cool about positional shooting and high angle stuff that we do. I could just not bring the tripod. <laughs> That's also true. So, bring my big soft pillow that I can wear around me and find a tree. <laughs> hey, how many trees did you see up on that mountain? Um, almost. I would say almost none, but the answer would actually be none. So, <laughs> okay, so you're not wrong. What tree are you going to shoot from? I was just curious. Uh, my bro from. my broken knee. <laughs> let's see where is that photo i have a photo to show you as we move on to instruction fails of the week but i can't find the photo jeff i'm failing as a podcast person i can't i i don't know what to do here i'm i've lost it huh? Aha, i found it okay all right so the first one tell me you got the screen up I have it up. Okay. So instruction fails of the week. I saw this photo and then I started reading the description and it said that they ran a basic precision rifle fundamentals course. Okay. So first off is when you look at this photo, right, outside of like, Whatever this guy is doing, anytime you see a basic precision rifle fundamentals class and they're mm -hmm. talking about teaching you positional shooting, mm -hmm. should that be a red flag to just run the fuck away? Like you, you're yeah, going to, I mean, basic marksmanship fundamentals, but we're going to shoot off of these platforms. Like, do you think you're also going to shoot? Yeah. So, and that's exactly it. You know, that the, one of the things that my old, uh, one of my partners talks about, cause he holds a basic precision rifle class for law enforcement. And I was giving shit cause he doesn't shoot past a couple hundred yards. And he's like, look, this is basic. I need to give everybody the fundamentals. I've got them for three days and no, we're not shooting off barricades. We're not doing any positional bullshit. I'm shoot, telling them how to shoot a rifle. Exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> There's so much to know that if you only have two or three days why would you even approach positional shooting when you haven't even gotten close to understanding what you're doing in the prone this should be a red flag in my opinion like if oh, you okay. see any basic course that says we're going to shoot from positional run run the other fucking way and never look back i, I promise you Correct. they do not have your best interest they are thinking about Correct. how can we market this course so people will think it's cool and we can make money. That's all this is about. And it's unfortunate, but there are people that just want to make money. They don't care about the quality that they're putting out, right? And these companies will fail over time, but you don't want to be caught in the trap of losing however much money you had to pay to go and, and shoot this, right? Absolutely. The other thing, I wish I had like a little, oh, I do. I have a marker. Oh, hey, look. Can I draw? Oh, I don't know what's happening here. Where's the marker? Aha, here we go. All right. So it's black. How do I, Jeff, 
We need, right we there. need, oh, no, no, we need yep, work right there. All right, all right, here. Can I delete that? Okay. I so, have no. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. No, the one to the left. The one to the, the left. oh, there you go. that one. Yeah, there we go. Okay, let me delete this one again. Let me try. There we go. Okay. So look at this oh, guy. Can you see it? Yeah, I was just going to tell you, don't uh, don't finish that circle because you'll fill them in and then you'll have a red dot over them. You're you're a smart, smart guy. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I see the guy. You could have just said the dude with the rifle. I know, but I wanted to get creative and like draw things. I know. First, let's look at this. It, yes. Where's the support here? And then me anxiety. what's going on with this? You know, like. Oh my goodness. I don't know, man. I just, if this is what's being taught, God help you. If you wasted money going to this class. And it's funny. Cause that's not even what I have. Like I do, obviously it's, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that he's just glassing and he's wasting a, a chance for a rep. But one of the things that drives me crazy and it may not bother you. It's just something that's always driven me crazy is when guys are, are when guys are being taught this, uh, precision rifle shooting and a lot of times they work in this it's fundamental so they're teaching team shooting and the spotter is always 15 feet away right like that's your that's supposed to be your core heart and you know maybe he's just over there looking at targets i don't fucking know but um, it's such a common theme that you know the guy the guy spotting for him isn't even anywhere near him which just drives me it's just a pet peeve of mine I mean, I have other pet peeves. One, I'm not a huge fan of having a spotter. There's a lot of learning that can be done with having a spotter, but I have other pet peeves about shooting with a partner, such as like calling your shot, telling the spotter where you aimed, like all of these mm -hmm. things, you know, but. Well, and that, I guess that's what I'm getting at is that you can't, if you are going to shoot with a, a spotter, then you need to shoot with a spotter and and do everything that that you need to do, which is calling your shot and all that stuff. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But yeah, being too far away from your partner is a is a big one. Uh, so oh, come back, so I can see what you're talking about. You got the barricade here. Obviously, I can't really tell because it's a picture, so I don't know depth perception wise how far that guy is away. Um, but he's, he's at least he's at least the width of a shooting mat, which I'm going to say is at best six foot. So he's at least eight foot away. I, I don't agree with you or I don't disagree with you. Um, but if you look at his position, right, there's just so many things wrong here. The knees are bent, there the hips are twisted, the non-firing hand is bent. There's no support in this guy whatsoever. He's not. No. He doesn't have the rifle balanced on the barricade. This is a guy that said, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to try and uh, start a training company and offer precision rifle courses because they're cool and people will pay for it. And people don't know what they don't know. And we're going to sucker them. But honestly, you know what it is? You know what it is? Is They probably think they're doing it right. Yeah, 100%. They, they live in an echo chamber with their buddies and they watch YouTube and they have don't tread on me shirts and, <laughs> and they just, you know, and, and they will get the local business to come teach them how to shoot a precision rifle. Now, having said that there is a market, unfortunately for those people that will pay 
$250 for a day to come and learn how to shoot a rifle because they went and bought a Remington 700 with a, you know, a Vortex strike, whatever optic on it. And, and they don't even know how to shoot a rifle, right? They know nothing about precision rifle. Maybe these guys know just enough to, to teach them how to, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe teach them the basics behind math and science. Maybe, uh, you know what? We're going to have to do undercover precision instructor one of these days. Just Oh, we should. <laughs> pay to go to one of these courses and come back with a full report. I think that would be an interesting be concept. Uh, yeah, we got to do it. But we should go together and pretend we don't know each other. Yes, I think that'd be fantastic. All right. I'm going to plan this out in my head. We're going to go for it. Uh, so the other one is a, uh, the other course that I picked out is like an instruction fail of the week. And I want your opinion on this. I have my own personal opinion, so I don't want to influence you. It is a sniper instructor course. So you go to this five-day course to learn how to be a sniper instructor for law enforcement. All right. Okay. They have this drill. It's a tripod deployment drill. So you have your gear packed up. Well, you have your tripod collapsed, all right? And you got your rifle loaded, everything. And they give you 60 seconds to deploy your tripod in the standing position. And you have to shoot 10 rounds at a six-inch target at 100 yards. So 10 rounds, okay. six-inch target, 60 seconds. Let me show you the target. So share screen. Oh, goodness. I don't. Oh, bro. I closed it. Hold on. Hold on. I got to find it. While I'm finding it, tell me what your initial thoughts are just hearing the drill. I mean, I, I guess where's the value as a sniper instructor in that drill? I, I I, I I have issues with a lot of these firearms instructor classes because they spend more time on just shooting than they do becoming an instructor, which we've talked about before. So, so I was 60 thinking, seconds to deploy your deploy, deploy your tripod and shoot a six inch target. I mean, fuck, I don't know. I haven't tried it. Maybe I'll I'll try it tomorrow. I don't know. So I was thinking the exact same thing as you like. If we're talking about an instructor course, now I can understand running drills mm -hmm. so that you are familiar with what you're expecting from your students, right? But if you're going to an instructor course, well, one, you should already have a basic sniper instructor right. or a basic sniping course under your belt. You should have already been to some type of intermediate or advanced course where you've learned supportive positions like once you go to the sniper instructor course, it should be more about how do you develop a training plan to teach these guys and how do you capture each person's different ability to learn, right? How are you going to develop this class? How are you going to do this? Like, where's the instructor part of it is the first question that I had. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, then when I start looking at the drill, so we run a drill like this, Jeff. If If you guys look at our, advanced well it's not called advanced anymore it's just called the law enforcement qualification target it's for sale on yeah. the website the very bottom right corner of the target it's one of the last shots that you'll take 
It is a three inch circle, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to start with all of your gear packed up as if you pulled it out of the car, right? So you're there, you got all your gear and then boom, the time starts. You have 60 seconds to deploy your tripod in the position that you are instructed and take one shot, one shot at a three inch circle in 60 seconds. And that is difficult. That is hard time for people to meet. Yeah, but what if he's still moving? You need five more shots. So when I'm, I mean, when I'm looking at this and I'm thinking like, are we teaching precision and accountability? Or are we teaching you got to get rounds on target as fast as possible and God damn the fundamentals. Nobody cares about them anymore, right? Because if you put the priority on the time, then you're giving up the fundamentals, right? Especially when you're like, hey, you have to shoot 10 shots. I know people that can't shoot 10 shots in 45 seconds from the standing tripod position and be accurate. So if if you can accurately shoot let's say 10 rounds in 45 seconds. That's one shot every four and a half seconds. That gives you 15 minutes to set up your tripod in a really good position, right? And one of the, the comments in this section was the guy who's writing about this instructor class that he's going to, he said that one of the things he learned is that he needs to mark the legs of his tripod so that he can deploy it faster. And I'm sitting here thinking like, this is a huge trainingism because you are basically, you're marking your tripod to establish a shooting position on the most perfect flat range that you've ever been on. But if you're not on a perfect yeah, flat I, range in the real world, I read that. like, yeah, what are we doing? And here? it's funny. We just talked about that. We just, just talked about, it's a training scar too, right? Like we just talked about, um, do you want Maybe oh, baby sleeping. Baby monitor. I got to watch baby monitor. Yeah. Um. Again, we just talked about why you wouldn't mark your tripods, and a week later, it's built into this person's this class's uh training procedures and training outline of this is what you should be doing. Yeah. I mean, and again, still, you know, I I, I welcome the discussion, but. It's an old school method of thinking. Like I was doing that in 2010. Yeah, 2010, I was marking my tripod legs. Have we not moved past that where we are building the tripod to fit the position we want to be in? You know, goddamn, if I put you on a slightly downhill slope, then what are you going to do? You're going to be fucked because you don't know how to set your tripod up without using a little mark. We, everybody should be doing what we do, which is not, not teaching you you how to set up your tripod fast but making you train with your your tripod enough that you kind of have a basic idea of where those legs should be and you can immediately adjust based on your terrain and your position 100 but you are going to get locked into setting it up at those spots first getting in your position and going i have to move it again um, yeah and it's just that's just poor training all right bro here is do you see it you got the photo i got a photo all right, that's... Is that the, one of my targets? No, that's the <laughs> six-inch target that these guys are shooting 
10 rounds in 60 seconds deploying the tripod. This is the target. Well, he got it, and one of them got it in the throat. Maybe they didn't get the the class on accuracy versus precision and like putting those two together. Um, now, kudos. Yeah, to, I mean, I mean, he did get what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight shots. He got eight shots somewhere in the black, and then he got one shot okay. in his target at all. So, I, I mean, I don't care. I mean, honestly, that's. That's almost mildly impressive. 60 seconds for that many shots. I know. I know, man. So just reading that drill, I'm not a fan. I feel like the priority is being placed on time and shooting 10 rounds. That's that's some extreme shit. I mean. Yeah. And and again, like I said, the, the issue that I have isn't even necessarily that, even though it's an issue. It's that, um, you know, the instructor, instructor, courses that i've either put on or the ones i've had to take the emphasis is teaching and the emphasis is what you need to teach um how you need to teach it fundamentals of teaching and whatever else goes on with that there's very little time spent on you know this kind of stuff um because that's not really an instructor instructor course that's a, if you want to go do high speed stuff cool but again the problem with a lot of these classes is they get either approved by post or someone just puts on a really good, uh, uh, a really good uh, class outline that's just got a lot of shit in it and they can call it whatever they want yeah. and they can say, yeah, but if you're really good at this, you can teach it. So we're, you're an instructor, instructor, like, yeah. So we've been getting, you know, people asking like, Hey, are you going to come out with a law enforcement sniper instructor course? And I've had a plan, like a, a class outline, but we have never executed it. And part of that reason is, one, I feel you would had to have come to our advanced sniper course before you can come to our instructor course. Because we need you to have a certain baseline, a certain proficiency, because the way I envision the instructor course is kind of like you're talking about. We're going to go through different classes and I'm going to make sure you understand and you know things, but then you're going to build classes. You're going to come up with a training plan. You're going to lead the class in a specific topic. And every student will be required to have a specific subject that they are going to teach the class. And, you know, by the end of day five, as the instructor cadre, you're just kind of standing back and you're letting the students teach the class because that is instructor development, not yep, exactly. this is how you do it and then go forth and do good things. You're not learning anything, right? I mean, you might as well just come through the advanced course and call it a day. But if you actually yep. want to learn to be an instructor, then you need to learn all of the things that goes into it. So, um, yeah, that was just my thoughts. That was the instruction fails of the week. So I don't know, buddy. Uh, but I do know that we are roughly 50 minutes in and we are done. All right. I like that. We're done. Are we going to save the, uh, are we going to save the me and you shooting uh, vids for next week? So after you and I talked yesterday and you're like, we need to look at shortening our videos and just doing more videos per week. I was like, okay, 
So when I was writing this outline, it just kind of flowed. So I decided that I like the next one that we do will include videos of you and I shooting um, and, you know, certain breakdowns, critiques, things like that. Uh, but this this episode just flowed this way. And I felt like this would kind of cut us at the hour mark. And here we are. I like it. I do. And I I, I would rather be able to put out um, you know, two, three videos a week then you know two hour video and lose people 20 40 minutes in so somehow the people like we're just gonna have for the nation eventually we're just going to get to a daily podcast this is your 15 minute max ordinate precision rifle don't yeah. do this. all right cool i got no problem with that so before we get to that level though you have to change your god blessed clock i will i will it will next time you see it it will be at the right time i promise you said that I just have to find the remote because I need the remote to change the time. Oh my gosh. Technology these days. The thing is, is you crop it out so they can't even see you crop it out so they can't see it anyhow. That's true. Can't you call Alexa? Can you tell Alexa, like, hey, Alexa, it is daylight savings time. Fast forward one hour. Is that not how I will call Rogue? I'll call Rogue and ask them to integrate an Alexa into their clock. Hey, I want you to do one thing for me. This just this just popped into my brain, okay? I want you to jump on um what is it? The the chat GPT sometime okay. today. The AI today or okay. sometime tomorrow. Um cuz I think in the next day or two you and I are going to get together again for another, you know, 45 minute to an hour episode. So jump on the uh the AI platform, the chatbot. And I want you to ask the chatbot something precision rifle related. I'll do and that. I want to see what kind of answer you get. And I then we'll do that. That'll be my task. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine All right. what feedback is going to be. Hold left 0.8. Like, how do you know that? Oh shit. All right. Well, that's all I got for today, man. I uh, appreciate you being here, everybody listening, all the support. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Make sure you head over to maxornit.com. Check out the schedule. We do have classes coming up, uh, PR1, PR2, courses that are going in April and May. Jeff, as always, pleasure seeing your face. Catch you in a few days, man. We're out of here.